What a difference a week can make. A week ago today, Husky fans were preparing for the national championship game. And now they're preparing for the introduction of a new coach. Joining me today will be Husky expert, Nick Page. I'm Tim Kelly with producer Stormy. This is Courts and Fields. Joining me now is Husky expert, Nick Page. Nick, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. It was, uh, it was quite the week, I tell you, from a Husky fan standpoint, let me tell you. Well, I, I said in the intro, a week ago at this time, we were preparing for a national championship game to watch, and now we're preparing for a new coach. What happened? Uh, man, I'll tell you this. The national championship game feels like it happened months ago at this point. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Um, uh, it was sort of unbelievable timing, right? I mean, on Wednesday, my daughter had a procedure down at Children's, and I was down there all day, and I was getting all these text messages. Pete Carroll retires. Nick Saban, or Pete Carroll leaves. Pete, yeah, Nick Saban retires. And uh, one of my friends was like, do you think DeBoer will go to Alabama? And I was like, nah, he wouldn't go there. No one wants to follow the legend. And then all of a sudden there was all this smoke and, you know, then dudes start dropping out. Landing stain, Norvell is staying, Sark is staying. And then it started to get pretty freaky. And sure enough, he went to Alabama and, and uh, allegedly 8.4 million. And the offer that we had on the table for him was nine million plus maybe even into the tens and he turned it down to go to alabama so i yeah, don't a lot, lot of inter- lot, lot of meat on that bone right yeah I, I, softy had said nine and a half uh mm-hmm. million yeah so i uh i myself didn't think it would happen just because i didn't think i mean i thought michigan ohio state penn state were probably on the table he's a midwestern guy right right but Alabama. I just didn't think Alabama would want a, uh, you know, I mean, granted South Dakota, but a northerner, right? Yes. Well, uh, did you hear that clip of uh, one of the Alabama fans had called in to find bomb and or something, and he said that uh, Nick Saban's from West Virginia, and West Virginia fought with the Union, and so he's a Yankee, and they they got another Yankee. And they're okay with it, but like apparently it matters what side of the Tim, you there? Oh, hey, there we go. Okay. Hey, it cut out. We're we're good. We're good. So it's that you said apparently it matters what side what? What side they fought? What side of the Civil War they fought on? Uh, the the coaches. Yes. Uh, and I, it, you know, I mean, I guess it matters for me too, but not in the same way, you know. Well, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, again, 
I understand the anger from Husky fans. As a Husky fan, I'm, you know, bothered by it. But, I mean, you know, I mean, five years ago, five years ago, he was the offensive coordinator at Indiana. He hasn't stayed anywhere longer than five years uh, or in a role for five years. And that goes all the way back to Sioux Falls. If you look at – uh, I think his longest since then was he was at Southern Illinois for four, which was right yeah. after Sioux Falls. And then everything else was like two or three. Yeah. So it's kind of that. I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, obviously people are going to say it's us with uh, us with sour grapes. Right. Mm-hmm. But but he uh, we don't really know how good of a recruiter this guy is, do we? Uh, I mean, no, obviously he was not into the flash with the recruiting and studies have shown that stars do matter to an extent, right? Yes. The more you have, the more likely you are to win. I mean, and I guess that's true probably, but I do think he's pretty good at developing players. I, look, I like these small Absolutely. college. I like these small college guys because they win with dudes that nobody else wanted. Right. Yes. Because if you think about small colleges, and I mean, you and I, graduates from the greatest school in Tacoma, okay, PLU, (laughs) and right, like, so we've been around small college sports, and none of the people that we, you know, uh, knew or competed with were, were heavily recruited out of high school, and some of them were very, very, very good. Um, Yes. So... You know, just because you coach at a small college doesn't mean you don't know how to coach. And I think a lot of people think that, and that's not true. I guarantee you, I know high school coaches who are better than some of these guys coaching at the Division One level. It's just about who you know. Well, it it is, and I mean, let's let's even take a step. Uh, Antonio Pierce, with the you know, been coaching the interim coach for the Raiders, probably going to get a head job. It sounds like, or possibly get a head job. He coached at Long Beach Poly, a machine. He's right. the first coach to not make the playoffs, you know, or in there. He was the coach that – he was the head coach when they finally had their streak of playoff appearances in, you know, a few years ago. So, it's like, here's a guy who's winning games in the NFL, but he took over a prestigious school. It's just – you're right. I mean, it, there are good coaches no matter what the level. Right. And the one of the ultimate truths in coaching – when you have better players, you're a better coach. Uh, it, yeah. it, it is 100% uh, the thing uh, that is that is true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I Tim, I feel like we've talked enough about that guy. Uh, he left us. I've, honestly, no, I'll say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say about DeBoer. Um, yeah. I took it very hard. I was very upset. Yes. Uh, I texted your favorite person, Jeff Page. Yeah. And uh, I asked him if we should, if we need to consider getting rid of our tickets, our season tickets, which have been in the family since the 60s. And then I said, you know, really the best thing they could do is just shut down the program. Oh, jeez. And, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty upset, a little overreactive, a little overreactive. Um, it's been three or three days now, so I've, I've I've calmed down, and I'm just looking how we move forward. I mean, the trajectory for the next couple of years definitely changes, right? Oh, absolutely. 
Um, but here's where I think I'm most disappointed with the whole DeBoer thing. So last spring, I went to the UW football coaches clinic um, for the first time in years. It wasn't the same weekend that I had a track meet so I could go. So I went um, and, you know, the, if you as a UW fan, if you get a chance to go to the coaches clinic, it's awesome. Right. You get to sit in the team meeting rooms, the UW coaches, you know, show their stuff, their cut ups, talk about their philosophies, how they teach stuff like it's great. You get to spend time, you know, in Husky Stadium. You go to the team meeting rooms, you're in the weight room, you go, uh, they feed you lunch in the Don James Center. Like, it's just a really cool thing. And at the end, there's a social. Uh, and so we were at this coach's social. And at the very beginning, they brought us into Heck Ed and they talked to us. You know, DeBoer and Peterson both made a presentation, which by itself was worth the price of admission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, at the social, well, during the presentation, DeBoer had said something about coach where your feet are, right? Like be focused on that. And, uh, it just sounded very frosty Western to me, you know, make the big time where you are. Yes. And I had heard a rumor that he had read this book. Uh, and so at the social, he was just standing there. And so I walked up to him and, uh, I said, Hey coach, you know, you said this in your presentation and, you know, I went to PLU and Frosty Western wrote this book and I was just wondering if, you know, your philosophy sort of comes from that, if you've read it and he goes, yeah, it all comes from that. And we talked for 10 minutes just about sort of coaching philosophy and like stuff like that. It wasn't really about football. It was more about like connecting with people. And he seemed like a genuine, like down to earth, guy and when i was leaving he told me that he enjoyed talking to me right yeah so i felt you know like this guy it was more than just being the head football coach he, he was not bigger because he was the head football coach didn't make him like a super big deal in his mind and then him taking this alabama job i feel like i was bamboozled right yeah and yeah. i think that's why i took it so hard and the truth is he may be that guy and he saw an opportunity and he took it. I mean, I'm not happy about it. I just, as a coach, you know, I just, Tim, I've been coached for 15 years, which is amazing to say. It's a long time. Yeah. But uh, I just don't see how you could be playing in the national title game four days prior and then just leave those kids, right? When the yeah, future oh, looks, yeah. when the future looks so bright to just up and leave, I just don't know how you could, how you could do that. No, I don't either. My my only my, my last thing on the matter of uh, well, should we call him Voldemort now? We won't call him that. Uh, or <laughs> or or Heidecki as a uh, no, not even Heidecki. But uh, no, he uh, you know my I, you can't fault people because it's not like you really had ties to this area. It's Bama. But I will say, if he was distracted at all with this during the national championship game, the lead up to the national championship game. That's going to be a huge bummer. I mean, I guess we'll uh, never really know. I might have information on that. You're not going to like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I figured, I figured that was the case. Uh, I heard that he and Courtney Morgan and maybe, or maybe not Ryan Grubb. I don't know. We're on a zoom call with Alabama in Houston prior to the game. Yeah. But I don't know this. I mean, this is just rumors, but that was going around the other day. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing. But 
like you said, hey, you know what? Have a nice life. Hopefully uh, you can exhaust Saban's players in the transfer portal to a national championship if you want. Not hopefully. I don't want him to do that. I, obviously, you know, looking forward to his fourth game against Georgia and looking for them to go to Death Valley against my father, Brian Kelly. But uh, I would uh, like to see us play them in the playoff and win. That's what I would like. There you go. There you go. That's good. But that gets to the next question, Nick. Who is going to be that coach? Well, it's been quite the whirlwind. What are we on? Day two or three of this coaching search? I don't even know. Um, I mean, I think technically it's only day two. (laughs) I have been – I'll tell you what. I've had to, like, charge my phone multiple times the last couple days during the day just to keep up because I've been on it so much, Um, much to my wife's uh, chagrin. Um, Well (laughs) – Let's talk about names I've heard, and then I'll get to what I'm hearing right now. So there's okay. been all sorts of names out there. Um, the most popular one, or from the very beginning, was Jed Fish. It seems like a very easy transition, right? The yes. Arizona Athletic Department is like hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. They've frozen all salaries. Right? The school, I think the school's in debt too, right? Yeah, it's something like, like yeah. Yeah. So, like, it seemed like this is a get-out-of-jail-free card, right? He could um, – and then there were other names out there that, you know, the, the problem with this whole thing is that this is a bad time to be doing a coaching search because a lot of people have moved, right? Yeah, um, I would also argue that this cycle, there weren't a ton of – like, it didn't seem like there were a ton of, like, hotshot coaches out there, right? Like, normally there's, like, no. a really big name. It didn't really seem like there was one this time, uh, I guess, other than DeBoer. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so Jed Fish was one that I heard a lot of. The two guys from Kansas, Chris Kleiman out of Kansas State, he and Troy Dannon were both at, Troy Dannon being the UWAD, were both at Northern Iowa together for a year or two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lance Leipold, who's been listed in every job, it seems like the last couple of years. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then one that people were throwing around and it seemed like a joke, uh, was Pete Carroll, right? Cause yeah. he just, you know, stopped coaching the Seahawks. He wouldn't even have to move, <laughs> you know, I believe yeah. he lives on Mercer Island. He just drives across the lake, you know, like it would be, uh, Easy, but um, so anyway, so fish was getting a lot of smoke, um, and things were said that it sounded like maybe it was him. Um, then that sort of died down. Then there was like the rumors that Troy Dannon and Pete Carroll were spotted having dinner last night at the Met together. Uh, which seems I don't by the way I don't believe that for a second first of all I don't think they would ever do anything like this so public right like but uh, that was the rumor floating around Um, and uh, then this morning I woke up and I was checking some stuff and it said that the Pete Carroll rumors might actually have some legs and I was like wow that's crazy but then Texting some guys I know, a guy that has spent some time working for the Seahawks, he said that uh, Pete's right hand said that if they were at the Met in 
perfect or in public they were just talking about fish right because fish coached for the seahawks in 2010 and pete's son is fish's oc yes oh yeah Yeah. that's a good so then we started talking about that and we're like well wait maybe it is fish and maybe pete's gonna come help because here's a here's a fact to think about uh the dc at arizona was johnny nansen he just got the DC job, co DC job at Texas. So, oh, did he? Arizona, really? I, yes. Sark's drinking, buddy. Is bad. Yeah. Stark, huh? Yeah, that seems like a bad. That seems like a bad yeah, combo. Terrible but, decision. But uh, uh, so Nansen just went to Texas, which means Arizona doesn't have a DC. So, what if Fish comes, brings Brennan Carroll as the OC, and Pete Carroll's the DC? Be hell of a staff right there, I think. I think so. <laughs> However, I'm not sure that's very likely, but it was fun to discuss and talk about. Well, uh, and, and Pete could slide in the role of head coach in the two years, three years after Fish bolts for Florida, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Pete's 72. Like, I get it. He's He doesn't act like he's 72, right? He's yeah. got a ton of energy, but he's still 72. Being a head coach is like – it's a lot of work, right? I'm a head seventh grade football coach and people would not believe the amount of crap I have to deal with. Right. (laughs) For seventh graders. Okay. So, uh, it's, I can see maybe wanting at 72 to like stay, take a step back, being the DC, he just gets to coach. That's what he loves to do the most. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see why he would want to do that. Obviously he's taking, he would take a massive pay cut, right? The CX were probably paying him 10 million a year. And he'd be taking, um, you know, a cut to one one million. Well, that's if he's the head. If he was, if he was the DC, he'd probably be down to one or two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. But it's not like he needs the money. He's probably spent for life. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, anyway, then for a while, I was pretty convinced it's got to be climbing from Kansas State, right? Him and Dan in the connection. But then this morning, uh, it came out that Kleiman said no uh, or is staying. I don't know if he said no or not. Okay. Yeah. And that brings us to the most smoke I am currently hearing is around Lance Leipold. And there's a lot of smoke. Um, I'm afraid to check my sources right now because I don't know if I leave the website here that we're on if I get disconnected from the podcast. I see. I see. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stick, we'll stick with, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pretend that, 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 uh, you won't get, well, no, no, we'll have you not get disconnected. So let's go over a couple of those things. So then, and fish is rumored to have to agree to an extension in principle, right? At Arizona. Yes. But I saw that the board of regents meeting isn't until February. So to, to approve it, and the, don't isn't the Board of Regents doesn't that also include the Arizona State President as well? If I remember correctly, oh, it probably were, it probably does when they um, were doing stuff. Yeah. So let's say okay, this is this is not good, but I, I'm going to go worst case scenario. Oh, we also forgot to mention too that last night. Ryan Grubb tweets out that he uh, 
would be leaving the University of Washington and that he had hoped that he was uh, a candidate for the head coaching job. And it was informed that uh, that was not the case. Yeah. Um, I'm not very surprised about that. Uh, I think I would have been surprised if someone from this staff had gotten the job. Uh, he would have been the most likely. Um, there's a couple guys from the staff I hope do stay, whoever the next head coach ends up being, that they do stick around. Um, he obviously would have been one of them, but that seemed unlikely. Yeah. Uh, he and DeBoer have been together for a long time. I won't be surprised if he goes to Alabama. Um, I won't be surprised if he goes to Iowa. He's from Iowa. You know? Yeah. We all know that they could use the offensive coordinator. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I, uh, well, not me, just it, that led everybody to believe that they had a coach lined up because why would you be telling somebody a possible successor that they weren't a candidate, right? Right. So, Absolutely. So, okay. So we've gone with all those. Let's say um, Leopold says, I'm not interested. What, what are the candidates? What do the candidates look like then? Uh, so if, if Leipold says no, uh, I think they would move to fish probably. Mm-hmm. So everything I'm hearing is that, uh, if offered fish would take it, but he doesn't think he's going to get offered it. And why don't, why, why wouldn't they offer a guy like fish? Well, uh, that's a good question. He doesn't have a super long track record as a head coach, right? He, this is no. only he's only his third year. Let's, but we can't discount what he did at Arizona. They went one and eleven his first year, a year after they'd lost sixteen straight games, um, and then he got them to five and six last year, and then this year they won ten games, which that's pretty impressive three year trajectory, right? Yeah. Uh, and that Noah Fafita kid is legit at quarterback. Like, he clearly knows some stuff. Uh, I, but I just – I don't know. You know, he's not a West Coast guy. He has pretty much no ties other than that year he spent with the Seahawks. He graduated from Florida. Um, so, there's thinking that he'd probably maybe want to go back to his alma mater. He's a, he's a, he went to Florida specifically to try to – work with Steve Spurrier. Interesting fact about him. He never played high school or college football. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So he uh, went to Florida specifically to like try to be a staffer on Steve Spurrier's staff, and he eventually got a GA job with them. I think that's probably why he wears a visor, right? Ah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's, there's, you know, in two years – if Florida has a head coaching change, is he? Are we doing this all again? Um, I think also there's been some things about. I'm hearing mixed things. I've heard some things that he's not a very good dude. Like people don't like him very much. He's kind of a jerk. And then I've heard other things that players love him. So I don't know where that stands, right? But it it could be something like that happened. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly. Uh, and also, I think maybe the biggest thing is just, like I said, no proven track record, or not no proven track record, but a very yeah. small track record as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it seems like whoever they're going to get is not going to have any Northwest ties, right? Uh, yeah, that does seem unlikely. But I will just point this out. Neither did John Don James. No, no, no. Neither did Don James. Neither did, I mean, not that New Heisel. New Heisel won a Rose Bowl, though, but neither did New Heisel. Neither did Tyrone Willingham. Oh, wait. Uh, why would you even why bring that would I go there? Uh. You know, um, yeah, but no, I mean, Sark didn't uh, either. So, you know, they, uh, it, and obviously DeBoer either. So it's, yeah, it, it's a interesting uh, thing, especially Fish. I think, I think the pros for a guy like Fish, though, is he, uh, he seems to be really good at the portal. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, that does seem to be the case. And so then you wonder, in the new landscape of college football, I mean, I guess what we as Husky fans uh, just have to assume is that whoever the next coach is, hopefully you get six years out of them like you did with Peterson. But uh, realistically, it's probably going to be less, right? Sorry, Tim. I'm trying to check. I'm trying to check. Oh, some yeah, no, 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 it's here. fine. No, it's fine. I will. Uh, I will tap dance. But you know, it's. Uh, you know, it's just. It's college is a lot different than it was. I mean, I know everybody talks about wanting the next Don James. You know, but that that doesn't exist anymore. You know, guys aren't going to stay at schools. Super long. I mean, Saban stayed at Alabama 17 years, which is crazy. I mean, who's, uh, you know, of the hires since then, I, I would imagine the next longest hire has not been that long. Who's who's the longest tenured coach in the SEC now? I mean, I, I am blanking to even think who it would be. I mean, I feel like maybe it's uh, – well, no, Auburn. Oh, it'd probably be Kirby Smart at Georgia at this point. Uh, unless I'm for, oh, no, probably Stoops. Stoops at Kentucky. But they don't really have. Uh, right. I was going to say, it's got to be Stoops. Yeah. It's got to yeah, be But, you Stoops. know, those guys, none of those guys have been there over, over a decade. Yeah. Uh, I just checked some stuff. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing anything new. Uh, I did see something from Chris Lowe of ESPN responding to a Mike Vorell tweet. Uh, Varel had posted that it, it seems to be smoke with Leipold and Fish, and then Lowe said, "Yes, same." But there, those two names are prominent, but they're not the only ones. But then didn't say what the other names are, so I don't know what. Well, how about this name, Matt Campbell? That did pop up this morning, and he was apparently heavily involved uh, two years ago. Yeah. The shine's kind of worn off of him a little bit, though. Well, that, that'll happen when uh, last season, what, they were last place in the conference, and then this year they, they went 6-3, and three, though, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He uh, he wouldn't – I'd be way more excited about Leipold, for, to be honest with you. Uh, everything that I'm seeing this morning, there's a ton of smoke around Leipold. Um, I'm hoping – that we will get – I hope we will know whoever it is in the next 24 hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be – that would be hopeful. Now, my, let me ask you this. What do you like so much about Leipold? Well, first of all, the man won six national championships at Wisconsin Whitewater. 
right? He, Who's already uh, better than DeBoer. Let's go. Yeah, okay. So he won six of them and a bunch of them in a row. I mean, when UW Whitewater was on that streak, like, and I believe he's the guy who put them on that streak. Uh, yeah. He's the one who started that whole thing. Uh, and so that's a big deal. You know, I, I like these small college coaches because they win with guys who nobody else wants, right? Like, I don't know if yeah. I said that already, but that is something about them that I think people discount. Like, they just know how to coach football. And they know how to get the best out of their players. Guys who are successful at those levels. Um, the other thing is, he's 59. Now, some people might think that that is a uh, like a, a, you know, not that great because he's a little bit on the older side. But to me, I view that as a good thing, right? Because then this Washington, if he takes the job, it's probably his last job. And, you know, we probably get him for like six, seven years or so. Yeah. And that would be pretty good stability for the program. Uh, and, and, and I think that would be good. And the truth is what he has done at Kansas is almost nothing short of a miracle, right? They were the worst program in college football. I think we can say that. I think they were worse than almost any group of five team. They were certainly the worst power five team for like a decade. Uh, Turner Gill, Charlie Weiss, what, David Beatty? Beatty? Yes. Yeah. And Les Miles for like a season. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. And like they were terrible. And he went in there and I think they won three games his first year. Uh, Five games his second year, and then they won nine this year. Is that correct? Yeah. They're nine yeah. four this year. Yep. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive that he was able to pull that off. Uh, so, I think that if he came here, I think he could do some really good things. You know, the foundation to have success at Washington is clearly there, as was demonstrated last Monday night, right? that you can play for a national championship at Washington. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the pre, I mean, and those were obviously, you know, you portal a few guys, which will be prominent with every pro is prominent with every program. But the majority of that roster were Washington and California kids and, and some Texas kids sprinkled in there. But you know, the, the talent is around that, that offensive line. Those were a lot of Washington uh california kids were they not uh yeah i believe so all bad news about the o-line i just saw nate kaleppo's jumped in the portal <laughs> ah, yeah. let's see a lot of people are freaking out about guys jumping in the portal and i get it i understand why i would freak out about that that doesn't mean all of them are gonna leave some of them will without a doubt some of them are gone but you get a new coach in here he meets with those guys he may be able to convince them to stay because I think deep down, a lot of those dudes who have been around here for a long time, they probably don't really want to leave. No. But they feel like they have to. And I, under, and I understand where they're coming from, right? Um, well, you're doing yourself a disservice by not putting yourself in the portal either, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, they, they need to give themselves options. And they have 30 days to do that. So, like, I totally get it that they need to – but like uh, some of those guys are gonna stay, so I don't think we need to freak out 
so much. Like, yeah, a guy like Will Rogers, who wasn't ever really here, yeah. right? And, like, he's probably gone. Oh, yeah, Trey, Trey Watson. Uh, yeah. He's, he committed to A&M just right. Now, right before we started recording. So, yeah, they're gone. What was it, Barr? Is that the linebacker from Vanderbilt? Yeah. He ain't yeah. Here. Right. And, like, those, but those guys had no ties. But, like, no. the dudes – like, Nate Kalepa went to Rainier Beach, right? Yeah. Like, he's a Seattle kid. I think if he had his druthers, he would rather stay. He just needs yeah. to know that he'll be looked after, right? So that yeah. brings me to my next point. Whoever the next coach is, uh, they need to keep Scott Huff, I think, is – like, that's the dude that they need to keep around on staff. O-line coach, right? Yes. Uh, another guy that I'd love to see them keep, but it'll be harder. Jamarcus Shepard, wide receivers coach. Okay. Sounds he, like he's already rumored to be down there though, right? Uh, yes and no. I've heard it both ways. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a big internal push for him to make the head, be the head coach apparently from the players. What I heard, hmm. which is interesting. Uh, that being said, I don't think, and this is going to sound mean and I don't mean it that way, but when it comes to head coach searches, I don't think you should really listen to the players. Mostly no. because they're not going to be here that long, really. You know? Yeah. So, you got to do what's best long-term for the university. But I'd love to see them keep Shep. And if not, and, and then the third one, and this one might be a little more controversial, though, is William Inge. I think keeping Inge would be good. I think he connects well with the kids. I think the kids like him. And I think he he does a good job, um, you know, and they need to, I would say they need to keep at least one, but preferably a couple guys from this staff just to help with the transition. So I, I like the idea of Inge, uh, and, I, I, and I thought too maybe he would stick around here just based on the fact that, well, let me rephrase that. I, if Grubb would have gone here, or if Grubb would have gotten the job, I feel like Inge probably would have stayed, right? Right. Because Morrell would have gone with DeBoer. Morrell's right. been with DeBoer most of the places. Yeah, I uh, I don't hate that. I mean, he's uh, – and I agree with you. You need to keep some guys. Huff, I think you, you've got the best chance to keep Huff because, I mean, outside of his two years as a graduate assistant at Arizona State, the last 25 years, he's either lived in Boise or Seattle. Right. You know. Right. And he was on Pete's staff first, you know, so he's not as tied to DeBoer. Yeah. Um, and you could say that about Shepard too, right? Shep yeah. was only on DeBoer's staff for the last two years also. So, uh, and, and Brecken. Uh, oh, Brechterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. we shall see. Although if I, you know, if you're Brechterfield, why would you not want to go oh, absolutely. to the SEC? Because those D linemen he'd get to coach are so, you know, they grow them different down there for sure. They do. But also they need, uh, I mean, he's going to need some guys, I would assume. Uh, we'll just, last thing on the board, he's going to need some guys that have experience recruiting down there. So maybe that is a D line coach. You know? Right. Well, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think uh, it is it is eleven forty two on Sunday morning. Yes. Here. I think we will know who the next head coach is 
hopefully by today, but definitely by tomorrow would be my guess. So, you know, I'm hoping we find out in the next few hours. What I'm really hoping is we find out in the next 10 minutes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think we're gonna get it in our recording time. But let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Who? So who are your? Who? What are your predictions? Who? Who's? Who? Who's third? Who's second? Who's first? If you were to put, uh, if we were to go to a casino and put money down, um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know who third would be uh, at this point. Um. I'm just going to go with the two names I've heard the most. So I think right now second would be Fish. And I think at the moment, currently at this point in time, it is most likely to be Leipold. Now, as we know with coaching searches, that can change in a second. Yes. But I think as of this moment, that is the most likely scenario. And I think that would be a good hire. It's not going to be flashy, right? There's a lot of people – in the spaces I hang out with Husky fans who don't, they're not super excited about it. And I keep trying to tell them the man won six national titles. And that doesn't seem to move the needle with some of these people, but I'm telling you, the man can coach. Well, also let's two things. Yeah. He won six national championships lost in the title game in another. And then his down year was seven and three at Wisconsin whitewater, but also these people that aren't excited about this, I can guarantee you they weren't uh, excited about DeBoer coming here either. Right. <laughs> you sure. know, I mean, but everybody wanted Campbell two, two cycles ago. And, and I was I, I was one of them. Yeah, oh, I, was, uh, yeah. I was disappointed that we got the Fresno coach. But then when I read his resume, I was like, oh, this guy uh, – you know, that UW got the Fresno coach and, and this guy's coming in and here we are. Right. Absolutely. And I think uh, that, you know, I, I, I think the best coaches every coaching cycle is it's rarely the dude that people expect it to be. You know, what yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, well, though, like I said to my dad, if you took. USC fans, Oregon fans, and Washington fans two years ago, and you said one of these coaches will be in a national championship game. I think 90% would think it was Riley, and the other 10% would think it's Lanning, though, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah. And but, but, but when you look at the history, like the only thing that DeBoer does is win, and I think if you look at Leipold's resume, it's the same deal. Like, he was at Whitewater for a long time. He left and took the Buffalo job, which is a tough place to win. And he won two MAC. Did he win full MAC titles or just the MAC East? Uh, MAC East. So he won two division titles there. Okay. And then he goes to Kansas and takes them from the depths of hell to respectability, right? I mean, they beat Oklahoma this year, did they not? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so. He, you know, he, 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 the guy clearly knows how to coach. Yeah. And I mean, you look at it, I mean, it's, it's a upward trajectory and he took over Buffalo seven wins his first two years, but then six, 10, eight. And then his last year, there was the COVID year where he went six and one. Uh, and then gets to Kansas, like you said, two, six, nine, 
I mean, one conference win, three conference wins, five conference wins. And like you said, look at those wins. Uh, he beat Oklahoma. What's his overall record? All time? Yes. 163 and 60. Yeah, there. That's all. He's, he's 100 games above 500. 109 and 6 at Whitewater, 37 and 33 at Buffalo, and 17 and 21 at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, that's all I need. Uh, uh, you know, I would be thrilled if, if he ends up being the guy. And um, beat a decent UNLV team in, in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That's right. Also, I believe I read this this morning. He's the fastest coach to 100 wins in history. Uh, yeah, that would make sense because he's 109 and six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it only took him 106 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if he wouldn't have had that down here, yeah, I uh, I do wonder. I mean, I, like like you said, you, you just you don't know. I mean, any of these hires, Jimmy Lake was supposed to be a good hire, right? Well, yes, but no, uh, but the, arrogance. Know, <laughs> yeah, arrogance. yeah, well, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like. I mean, let's be honest, uh, a, a, a frequent guest on this podcast, Cody Peterson, he's a USC alum. I don't think any USC alum is happy with Lincoln Riley at this moment. Well, no. But, I mean, a lot of that has to do with if he just would have had a decent defensive coordinator, they probably would have been fine. That's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, it's kind of unfathomable that he had twice as many losses as DeBoer did in the same time. That's true. Uh, this year really fell went off the rails for them. Uh, the, uh, you know, if he has defen- decent defense coordinator, we, we, you know, maybe we don't beat them down there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's just uh, – they probably win nine games at least instead of seven. I mean, that's wild to me that that USC team only won seven games. Yeah. No, it's it's – yeah, it's uh, well. I guess they went eight because of the bowl, but seven. Yeah, but so uh, so you're going with Leipold. Then let, let me. I guess my last question for you is: if there is, I mean, obviously this is kind of a weird question in the sense of if there's a dark horse. I mean, we're talking about Matt Campbell. Is there a guy like? Uh, I mean, I heard somebody throw out Freeman because his buyout at Notre Dame is low. Wow, I mean, that would. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all just rumors and stuff, but they said that's that's a rumored one. Also, I mean, I just I was thinking of coaches. You know, look at the ACC, right? And that that conference is imploding. What about a Dave Doran? What about a Rhett Lashley? Are those any names that have been? I mean, I, I think that there could always be a dark horse like that. Yeah. Um, and so, uh. I don't know. I don't know who it would be. Here's okay. Here's here's the dark horse I'm going to throw out. Yeah. There's two of them actually. Former okay. former UW players, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Tuasasopo, current OC at Rice. Not that they've been an offensive juggernaut, but no. Tui is one and zero as head coach of the Huskies. Yeah, in a bowl game, greatest coach in Husky history. Better. Be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't Gil Doby has ties. You know. What I'm yeah. <laughs> so uh, also, uh, so there's one that I think you know you could do, and and it'd probably be a fairly 
easy sell to um, the fan base, right? Yeah. And then the next one, uh, the current quarterbacks coach for the Detroit Lions is Mark Brunel. Oh, okay. Uh, So, could be another one out of left field, kind of. I, you know what, I, I, uh, I mean, I love Tuiasa Sofo. Uh, my guess is uh, it's either Lance or Fish, especially if all the rumors about Arizona's financial situation are true, and the fact that he would bolt at it. Hey, Tim, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I was checking. Someone sent me a tweet, and I was checking it. And uh, it it changed it, it it kicked me out. Hey, that's fine. I, all I was saying is, uh, my guess is it's either going to be Leipold or uh, Fish. And based on Fish, if he's going to bolt, he's going to bolt. So let's you know. I assume it will be one of them. You think it's Leipold? So I guess I guess we can just end it with this. Go dogs. Yes, go dogs. Uh. I I think I just got some bad news for you. Oh, this this will be the last this will be the last minute of the pod. So let's do it. Okay, I think Austin Mack just jumped in the portal. Oh, so not, <laughs> officially no quarterbacks on this roster now. <laughs> so, um, you know, and again, another guy that they can probably convince to come back. You know, uh, I'm not panicking about the roster until we get a new coach in place and guys officially are like not coming back you know well so. yes and also i mean a new coach will have his own players assuming they hire a sitting head coach so yes well thank you very much sir all right it was good it's fun uh we'll do another one let's do another one once we get a coach in place and then we can break down that guy a little more all right sounds good take care uh, okay all right bye Thank you to Nick Page. Thank you to Producer Stormy. We will ultimately see what happens. A lot of rumor out there. Boy, they just, they have to nail this hire because they're going to a new conference. And at a financial disadvantage, yeah, if you don't nail this hire, could get away. But who knows? Got to be optimistic. I'm Tim Kelly. This has been Quartz and Fields.